This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekin sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvath, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. Starting to get a little nervous here, Ryan. 55-51, Nick's over the Wizards. Going to need that to uh, stretch out just a little bit. Yeah, I got the Raptors, too. Uh, last check, and don't tell me, Memphis was only up six, so hopefully that works out. My hockey bet's not looking good. Might be the only night I bet hockey this year, guys, it turns out. But, hey. Well, you did take a bunch of dogs and some really bad teams. And our hockey. You said you have have USF, right? I do, yeah. Okay. Why are they getting smoked? I can't tell you. You told me not to tell you. (laughs) That is true. We have to follow your wishes. Yeah. I was actually really excited to watch that game, and then they went down 20 early, and I was like, nah, never mind. Staying away. Nope, There's almost enough time where you could tune back in. No, let's not do it. Let's just, you let's you just, want to tune back into the Blues and the Caps? No, it's I just thought 4-1 four one one Washington. That, that was a bad choice. <laughs> well, listen, at least you went out on a limb and blindly bet underdogs in hockey, and you gave it a shot. What's and wrong it, with that, yeah. Maybe instead of stopping you from uh, betting the Wizards from now on, we're going to start betting, stopping you from betting hockey. I mean, uh, my thought was that, hey, I get one of these home, and I make a little bit of money on this, you know, and I could add a little bit more on a uh, Maybe a player prop or something like that. Maybe. Isaiah Hartenstein, uh, it is only seven minutes and 45 seconds left in the third quarter, and our man, Isaiah Hartenstein, doing the Lord's work, 11 rebounds. Okay, we need, what, four more, though? Uh, Yes, yeah. three more. It's 13 yeah, three and a half. Three more, all right. 13 all right. and a half. Just not pay attention to that either. <laughs> all right. Just hope it comes you home. Just don't, we don't watch games in here. We just, we just <laughs> no. set it and yeah. forget it. Yeah. But we don't sweat it Honestly, though, sometimes, like, we all have those games, right? Yeah, of course. And it, it sometimes, listen, you know what I would do. There are times at National Harbor when there's a Monday night game leave? still going on, and I, I, the only thing I have left is a couple of props, and I will leave, and I will listen to the game, and I've had props hit that I thought had no shot at least three to four legit times this year that were just had no business hitting. Like, one week, I can't even remember, it was one of the tight ends for the, the Titans. I needed over three and a half receptions, I think. He had zero until the final drive and had... I went over on the final drive after having a yeah. goose egg the entire game. So sometimes it's just you just want to look away. I'm I'm okay. I don't blame people for having bet and forget games. Sometimes there's also really ugly games, or you think it's going to be ugly, and you just don't want to watch the damn thing. Me, and Ryan, yeah, me and Ryan had that Jackson Smith and the Jigba anytime touchdown and the yards. Uh, that was bet at Bet MGM National Harbor as well. Yeah, and that did not come home until like. Literally a minute left in the fourth quarter. It's like the Dallas Green Bay game, kind mm-hmm. of. I mean, <clears throat> that game was over early, but Dallas was able to uh, get most of those props home in garbage time, which was awesome. I've been focused on this Florida Atlantic Wichita State. I'm watching game. it too. Also, how tall is that guy on Wichita State? He looks like he's. I think he's seven two. I'm not even seeing him listed on the the actual roster. Is that high? He looks like he's like eight feet tall. I don't know why. He just looks like I thought he was closer to like seven six. <laughs> He did look big on that. Quincy uh, Quincy Ballard. Right? So the list of him is 6'11". He is not 6'11". No way. Yeah, no chance. He looks... I mean, okay. I think it's because he's going against Florida. Atlantic. I was going to say, FAU does have a small team. We know how that went before with them, and it worked out. But he just looks like he's eight feet tall. I don't know why. He has the body of like a 1992 Duke player. He's just... Yeah, he's like built... Like he's Christian built Lager. like yeah. an NBA player already. He's just like... He's got the haircut too, the supercuts cut. 
He looks ready to roll for Coach K. They were showing old clips of Wichita State, uh, who's down, by the way, 81-73 with a minute to go to Florida Atlantic. Uh, they were showing old clips of, like, Fred Van Vliet. Oh, so Back great. when he was playing there. So great. It's just it's funny to see, like, guys that you don't remember what they looked like in college, and then you see it, and you're like, like James Harden. It's yeah. jarring seeing James Harden at Arizona State. Yeah, you're like, is. there's no beard. He looks like he's 12. What happened? Or what about C.J. McCollum when he looked like uh, he was never going to yeah. get above – 105 pounds. Where'd he go? Lehigh again? Yes, CJ? Lehigh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't get overly concerned about, like, somebody like a Victor Weminyama and how skinny he is. Because you can pack on the muscle. You're going to work with some sometimes of the best. That. Yeah, sometimes that. And sometimes you need a little bit of that, you mm-hmm. know? You obviously don't want to get to the point where you're taken away from their game. Weminyama's always going to be a skinny guy. But he'll, he'll add muscle. You're going to have some of the best nutritionists and trainers to work with, and they'll do it over time, and he'll get bigger. Michael Jordan was scrawny when he yeah, got to the league. he was. Until the Pistons kept kicking the crap out of him. And then he started lifting weights, and then it all changed. Yeah. I I, uh, I wish I had that problem that Wemby has. You know, it's so hard to get myself, like, back in shape. It takes, like, oh, my God, 73-71 Memphis? It's a two-point game. Yeah, We're not putting I, it on, though. I tried to Because I don't want to go to overtime yes. and then have a 14 nothing run because that only happens to me. I'll watch that game, though. I DVR'd it. I will watch it when I get home. It's I, thought, like, I thought we talked about you getting a little more sleep. At home? Um, well, <laughs> well, now my son's school canceled oh, tomorrow. Oh, that's true, so you don't have to get up so early. That's the best part about being in the DMV. When I was his age, I sound like my grandpa. Like We would walk to school barefoot, <laughs> one foot of snow. Uphill both Here, ways. 20 degrees, 22 degrees, school canceled. I was actually kind of hoping that maybe he would go tomorrow, to be honest with you guys. <laughs> it's leg day, and I wanted to spend about two hours in the gym. But now I'm just going to sleep in. Maybe get a little tasty diner, some chicken and waffles mm. on a Friday, cheat on the diet, you know? You know, yeah, it'll, no. be, it'll be a snow day. We're going to do the show from our bunkers. we got a lot coming in, and you're right. The area that we live in, it's not the Midwest. They don't know how to handle snow here. Roads are treated, but, man, it gets some dicey. Are not. Some, are, some are not. Like, neighborhoods, a lot aren't. They don't treat them at all. The big roads, they are. And I've been stuck in multiple snowmageddons, as they've called them over the years. And, Scott, I'm sure you remember a couple of them. You guys were – well, actually, you may have lived here at the time. When you were at USA Today, were you here for the one of the snowmageddons? I was. It was. I was here from 2017 on. When people got trapped on the highways? Yes. yes I was in one of those. And it was – I mean, I'm talking, guys, eight hours. Eight hours they just kind of sat there creeping and creeping because they didn't. it rained, and then it got cold and turned to snow, so they couldn't put any of like the liquid treatment down. It was an utter disaster. This is the time of year where flights are getting canceled, games are getting postponed, we're moving – yeah, you know, I mean they should have moved the Bills game. Let's be honest, but you know it's. I hate the winter. I do. I don't understand why I do it. I've done it my <laughs> entire life. I uh, can't wait to go to Vegas for Super Bowl week, oh, and I may never so come nice. back. I may just get my <laughs> establishment going in Henderson, Nevada, because that's where I want to live. I was going to say retire, but not even retire. I just want to live there for the rest of my life. I I'm hate thinking, the cold. I know that uh, we're staying at an MGM property. I'm not sure which, but I've been thinking about this, and maybe you guys should too. Uh, Shadow Creek is one of the best golf courses in the country, and you can get a tee time there if you're staying at an MGM property. I was actually going to send a message out today and see if anybody was bringing their clubs. Are you bringing your clubs? I'm just going to rent something. Ah. It's too much work. I've got two suitcases, you know, girl see, stuff. That's, that's my problem. <laughs> Hashtag though, like, girl yeah. stuff. I'm going to play. I'm going to freaking compete. No, I'm just kidding. Golf's the only thing I don't really care about. I mean, I do, but let's be honest. I'm there to drink. <laughs> Are you? Yeah. It's going to be sick, though, if we can get on. I really want to to play that course. It's one of my – it's on a bucket list. It's a little bucket list. I'll make some phone calls. Can you give us some lessons, too? 
Get some, some lessons. You can do a little lessoning. Right. A little lessoning. <laughs> a little lessoning. Make some, make it's some not... calls. I saw Tom Brady, you know. He's, Maybe he's that's got... one of our social pieces. Get Trista to caddy for Ryan and Nick. Oh, God. And teach them how to play golf. I, I swing it like a baseball bat. I and am, we'll I give am out terrible. Some, and we'll give out some waste management. They don't call it that anymore, do they? The waste management open picks because we've got golf going not on that same idea. week. I think that's not. That's you know not what? A bad well, expensive live, live, on lives behalf. There on that Friday. <laughs> yes, and lives the there whole, on that Friday. Yeah, the whole weekend, on that week, not at that, that Friday. Kind of, I even made sure it wasn't at Shadow Creek. Um, I don't know if you guys saw it too. Tom Brady and my main man Vince Vaughn, not skinny Vince Vaughn anymore. He's back to being puffy Vince Vaughn. But they actually just did their BetMGM big game ad. So you should check that out on Tom Brady's Ooh. social media He's pages. He's our co-worker yeah. now. If I could have a three... Wait, that came yeah, out weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I could hang out with two dudes in Vegas, it would be that still Vince sounded Vaughn weird. and Tom... You know what, damn it? If I could have a threesome <laughs> with women involved, with two other men... So that's a not a threesome, that's an say, orgy. Are you doing the math on this? <laughs> Where, back in the 70s, we just called it Wednesday, damn it. I would want <laughs> Vince Vaughn there and Tom Brady. Three alpha males in that room. <laughs> this went down a very, very different road than I was expecting. Well, I just saw the ad pop up literally as we were speaking. I, listen, I didn't see the commercial. Well, yet. you know, Ryan, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. So even That's if it's with, say. unless it's with Vince Vaughn and Tom Brady, I'd yeah, have to sure. go home and tell everybody. Even my wife would be like, "Babe, sorry, I cheated." But there's it was some with Vince Vaughn and Tom Brady. Change. She'd be like, "Oh, that's okay." I have questions I want to ask, but I don't know how far I can get them before Scott gets really, really concerned. So I don't know if I'll. Uh, I'll ask him or not. I just, I'd just be curious to see what, uh, maybe t- what position you'd be in. How about that? Where would you be at? Oh, <laughs> hey, hey, wait, hey. we're talking Tom Brady, Vince Vaughn. Favorite Vince Vaughn movie, just to make this less awkward. Four I'm Christmases? gonna go with Swingers. No, Four Christmases was. Re- I used to like that movie until it happened to me. Because you went with Swingers. That was the one you chose watched, to make it less yeah, awkward. I like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like 24 hours before I left to go back to Chicago and try to uh, try to enjoy Christmas before it was ruined and I was sent to Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, I, I watched Four Christmases. Shout out to the pronunciation of ruined. And yeah. in that movie, ruined. and in that movie, Stewie Griffin. They aren't able to land because of fog. And I was thinking it's December. Like, that doesn't happen in real life. Oh, no, it does, folks. It does. And sometimes you spend your Christmas in Louisville, Kentucky, which sounds like a Lifetime movie. But Brian Austin Green, bag as I like to call him, and Megan Fox weren't walking through that door, okay? Christmas Instead, it was in me Louisville. and 13 hillbillies drinking, drinking. Um, well, we drank a lot of things. But mostly Bloody Marys. I had about 14 Bloody Marys on uh, Christmas Eve. I I think you actually wrote a, I think you wrote a Christmas movie. Have you noticed that all these holiday movies Christmas in Kentucky they'll they'll take anything. Brian Austin Green. They'll take anything. They'll take Corey any wow. spelling. God, the Knicks are only up six, guys. We are going to need them to stretch this lead. I hate stretch the it out. You bet on them. They lose by oh, good, 40. It's nine. You oh, bet against then, them. Oh, they look like the 95-96 yep. Bulls out the here. Wizards are, if the Wizards cover in this game, I'm going to be absolutely furious. So uh, we usually do power rankings during the regular season, but we've kind of trimmed it down, obviously, to eight teams left in the NFL playoffs. It's now kind of more about like the teams you have the most confidence in going forward, right? And if we just look at this weekend alone, these games alone, there's probably... Well, there's a couple obvious ones, right? San Francisco and Baltimore, two teams at number one seeds on both sides of things. That's my Super Bowl is Ravens and 49ers. So I would put those teams as the two that I'm most confident in this weekend. Now, that's not about necessarily covering, right? Because there's maybe a chance that 
the Texans find a way to cover that nine and a half. But in terms of just winning, money line outright, I wouldn't bet those money lines, but maybe you put them in, you know, in a, in a parlay or something. Those are the two teams that I still have the most confidence in because I believe that that's going to be the Super Bowl all the way through. Are you guys in the same boat? I'm those in the two same like boat, the most? absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I bet the Bills, but I don't feel as good about the Bills. In fact, I think the Bills lose this game to Kansas City. I thought that as well, um, mostly because I don't enjoy seeing sad Bills fans. And, and I saw them already once. It's not a fun experience. And it's a night game, too. Feels like it's going to happen again. Yeah, I would love to see the Bills go to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. But until I see it in my lifetime, like, I just have the memories. It's kind of like yeah. San Francisco, Green Bay. Like, all yes. I know is pain from the 49ers. Two years ago, they didn't even score a damn touchdown offensively, and they beat us. They blocked a kick and a punt in a playoff game. I don't think that'll ever be done ever again, um, unless it's to one of my teams. In fact, it'll probably happen to Notre Dame in the college football playoff. But I just, I, man, Mahomes is Mahomes, and I know that the wide receivers stink and they lead the league in drops, but Rasheed Rice was pretty damn good. Travis Kelsey went back to being Travis Kelsey last week, and I just, I see it in my head. Chiefs find a way with that defense, with Spags, the run game, Mahomes uses his legs a little bit more. They win another Super Bowl. Kelsey rides off into the sunset. That's how I see that going down. And then just goes on tour with uh, Taylor well, Swift. I don't know if you guys saw this on TMZ. They're entering the uh, the rough patch of the relationship. Or they're going to get engaged. I think it's like said both ones, so I'm not sure which is true, yeah. honestly. But no, Tra I, Travis I, Kelsey proposes on the field in Vegas after they win the Super Bowl. Yep. There you go. I can see it happening. <laughs> I, I can see it. it. I can see it. I, uh, but I'm with you guys. I would be shocked if the Ravens lost outright or if San Francisco lost outright. Shocked. I can make the case for the Texans more than I can. Um, to win outright? Yeah, to win outright. Yeah. Just because, like, I love Lamar, but he's won one playoff game. I love Baltimore. I love this Ravens team, but they play with their food too much. And who knows? Maybe, like, the Texans have some explosive plays. Maybe they get a bunch of DPI calls or something like that. Maybe it's a windy, rainy, crappy day like we're projecting, and there's some turnovers. Whereas, like in Green Bay, man, I don't think there's a bigger mismatch than Joe Barry against Kyle Shanahan. That's like Muggsy Bogues against Sean Bradley. Like in uh, right. in dribble knockout though, where Muggsy Bogues would just destroy him because you know Bradley's got those high ass handles. He's <laughs> he's eight foot tall, and Muggsy Bogues is three foot six, so he's just swiping that thing away. Muggsy I think that's Bogues. the biggest miss, uh, mismatch. So you know, it, it's yeah. I, I think you know. Look, we've talked a lot about like the rust versus rest with the Ravens, but I think that we still do have to factor into the fact that this Ravens team has not proven that they can win in the playoffs yet. That they can't be a team that get they, they haven't done that. And I know we've had a couple of years without Lamar at quarterback. There's been injuries, so it's. But that's still part of this, and that's just kind of why I look at the Texans and say I don't think they went out right. And the Ravens are clearly a better team, and we saw at the end of the regular season they made their statements yeah. in the games that they won, and also did finally have big wins. It wasn't last second wins or a punt return for a touchdown in overtime, or you know the playing with their food. You did see that improve with them, yes. but that doesn't mean that it's still not in their DNA. And after a couple weeks off, do they revert back to that Ravens team a little bit? I would go 49ers highest confidence, because I think that's still the best team in the NFL, despite what the Ravens were able to do to them. If they play in the Super Bowl again, 49ers win that one. It's tough to beat a team like the 49ers twice in a season. But I would still go Ravens number two in terms of my confidence level, but I think there's actually a pretty big gap. And I know what Green Bay looks like. Green Bay's playing good football, but if I'm going to look at the team specifically, it goes 49ers, and then a big gap before the Ravens just because of that concern a little bit. I agree, and then I put the Lions... And then I put the Buccaneers, 
And then I put Chiefs and I put Bills. I have the least confidence in the Bills as well. And then Packers. Yeah. Packers is the last. But in terms of teams that could legitimately win this one. Yeah, that's that's kind of my that's pretty much my list too. Guys, South Florida just beat Memphis outright. Plus three ninety on I the money line. I asked you, I said. Yeah, baby. 7473. <laughs> it's Bet MGM tonight. Get to him here. Love. Back foot. Has a man wide open. It's gonna be caught by Musgrave. Racing towards the end zone. He is in. Shot for early on. The 11. Mahomes. Running across. Race brings it into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. What an opening drive. We're back with BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. This is a statement I never thought I would say at the beginning of the season. But as we sit here now, both Jordan Love and and, uh, Patrick Mahomes are still in the playoffs. That's not the statement. But Jordan Love is the better quarterback and has had a better season than Patrick Mahomes this year when it's all said and done. Damn straight. I think that's right, actually. Patrick Mahomes has had, like, Statistically, it's the worst year of his career in terms of pretty much every category. It's a career high in negative things like interceptions or or uh, you know turnover ratio or everything for him. Now, granted, it, there's only so much that he can do with the trash that he's throwing the football to. Yeah. But you look at the way Jordan Love finished this year, and it's you're seeing a guy that. And I was saying this yesterday, Ryan. If you're damn Green Bay Packers have a third straight Hall of Fame quarterback, I'm gonna be so pissed. So yeah, pissed. me too. Back to Patrick Mahomes really fast. I've said this once. I've said it a million times. Um, he's a fine quarterback. He's obviously really, really good in terms of what he can do on the field. I'm out on him. I'm out on him as, a, as like, a guy. Why? Um, I just think he's a bitch. Like, I think he kind of acts like a bitch out there on the field. And I, I, I'm not the first person that said it. And I'll say it on these airwaves again. I even told it to Alex Gold on, on Tuesday. What did he say? He said that's... Not the Fair. first time I've heard that, honestly. Like, <laughs> he does he's, complain it's, a lot. It's hard. He's worse than Luca, Like, way worse. And the way that he complains, if you watch this, there's two things you need to watch for with Patrick Mahomes that you may not have noticed. Number one, I've noticed this for three years now, four years now. When he runs, he runs like a toddler with uh, a diaper full of poo-poo. <laughs> uh, he runs like, you just watch it. I don't know how else to describe it, but that. Number two, his facial expressions when he is pissed off at the ref isn't really pissed. He's more like downright downtrodden, like very saddened, just completely squish face. His squish eyebrows, face. His eyebrows go down. It's almost like, eh. It's like a whine. It's like a toddler whining when he doesn't get his bottle. He's so freaking good. Just keep it within the lines of play. Stop being like this. It's clear that he, look, I mean. I know it's he, not like probably a good thing to say because he's so good. Well, it's okay it, to hate him. No, what it is though is you're, you're pointing you out that he doesn't like handle it. He hasn't handled adversity and frustration well because think He's about spoiled. his career. The guy, uh, his first year as a starter, he yeah. won MVP in the Super Bowl. So he's had a ton of success. He hasn't had a lot of except there was maybe that like. I want to say it was two years ago. There was a point where people were like, "Has Patrick Mahomes maxed out?" And I, right. Actually. Yeah, it was a, anyway. It was a couple years ago. I can't remember exactly what that was when the narrative first happened. But where it's. 
there's a spotlight on it more now because that receiving core is just so bad. so bad. And you can tell that it's it's something that's probably been boiling up a while for him. And then this year it's just exploded because he's looking around going, I'm throwing this to walking brain farts where guys are yeah. making stupid mistakes game after game after game. And he doesn't have Travis Kelsey to dump the ball off right. to as much because he's not the same Travis Kelsey anymore. It's yeah. kind of like a tantrum. The scary thing is he's going to... They'll probably get better weapons because of it, though, right? Oh, because they've got the league in drops. So I don't know if it's like T. Higgins because of the rivalry or if maybe Cincinnati uses the franchise tag, but I think they're going to get a wide receiver. And They'll uh, draft a couple, too. I mean, it's such a talented receiving uh, receiving class this year. Who yeah. do you think they could realistically get, Ryan? It's a good question. I'm not sure. But, I mean, anybody will help them. And even with... Uh, what do you uh, think about, like, a Mike Evans? Mike Evans would be awesome. He would be awesome there. If he wants to leave Tampa. Yeah, I'm I mean, not sure. If, if What if Tampa actually wins this game? I don't think that's crazy. And, and then they're in the NFC Championship game, and then they probably have to do what the Giants did last year and run it back. Because Baker's only on a one-year deal, mm-hmm. I believe, for like $4 million. Mike Evans wanted out. Chris Godwin wanted out. I think Godwin still does. But Mike Evans... Eh, I still think he's out. I think I think Mike Evans is in Kansas City. Imagine that too. Um, well, they tried to get D Hop last year. He didn't want to go there. Yeah, yeah. He wanted the money. It turned out oh, D Hop. Oh, you yeah. know, he didn't want to take a pay cut to yeah. try to chase the Super Bowl. But I'm I'm still there with Mahomes. I still think he's the best quarterback in totally. the league. You know, I mean, like the forced interceptions or the interceptions. A lot of those were like tip balls, and also like him forcing and trying to go out there and be a superhero because the wide receivers were so bad and they led the league in drops. Uh, I could just never write him off. I won't be shocked if they win the Super Bowl. I but would if they neither. don't, they're going to get some really good weapons, I think. Yeah, I uh, I like him as a player. Don't love the moves. Yeah. Just... You know, I was never the biggest Mahomes fan uh, off the field, not yeah. going to lie. Just because my team didn't have him, really, pretty much. I get that. Well, I understand there's the there's a level of jealousy. And his family annoyed there. me, but yeah. now I like Pat, to be honest with you. I like him and Kelsey. I like their relationship. They seem pretty cool. I'd hang out with those guys, go golfing. You'd more rather hang out with the Kelsey brothers than Pat Mahomes. I Absolutely. Oh, yeah. they, I would rather hang out with Jason than Travis any day, too. He seems like he'd be the most fun out of all of them. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I think he's coming back, too. No. I think he was overly emotional because that team. But let's apparently be he told teammates that, though. I haven't even, we haven't even been able to talk about that game. The Eagles quit. Troy Aikman even called them out like three different times. He's like, yeah, he's trying to be nice about it, but they quit. Uh, so I think that's what went down right there. Well, I think that's something, too. Like, if you're looking at, you know, we're talking about teams we're most confident in. Yeah. I Tampa's in such a weird position, right? Because you look at Detroit, you know what they are offensively. But we also know that Tampa doesn't run the football. Detroit's good against the run. So, like, that matchup doesn't really matter. It's going to be Tampa trying to throw the football. Well, Lions, their secondary gets carved up a lot. And that's really one of the advantages Tampa has there is you're getting Mike Evans involved. They do. Tampa still has a lot of players from that Super Bowl winning team, and at least from the Tom Brady playoff era Tampa teams that you've had. So it's not like the big difference is just what you have at quarterback right now. And that's why, yeah. With Baker the way Baker's playing, there's certainly an opportunity there for it. It's just, it could be so boom or bust. And I, I. I'm just having trouble gauging what Tampa is because of what happened against Carolina and the regular season where they only put up nine points. But then you go against an Eagles team that absolutely quit. That's an Eagles team that was playing like one of the worst teams in the NFL when they met them in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the defense was bad. The offense was bad towards the, uh, down the stretch. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. There the was. A.J. Brown stuff, obviously. That's um, very strange. I think more's going to come Smith. out. Scott, have you heard... I mean, as, as an Eagles fan, have you heard anything else about... It just sounds like there was... 
a lot of extra stuff going on in the locker room with the Eagles at the end of the year. I mean, there were multiple reports, and I I saw Fletcher Cox throwing shade at one of the Philly reporters Mm -hmm. that maybe Hertz is going to have to, or rather Sirianni's going to have to make amends with Hertz. But I think that was reported in multiple places. There were fractures in the locker room. There was ugly for the past couple of weeks. The Slay stuff was weird. Then he comes back. Yeah, what was that? Excellent question. I mean... Both touchdowns, yeah. both long touchdowns, the catch and the runs, uh, Palmer and Moore were just a microcosm of missed tackles, age, one, two, three, Cancun, mm-hmm. dudes running into each other like they never played together. I mean, and, and you know, can we, and, and you know, Ryan wasn't with us on Monday, Nick, you weren't with us, it was myself and, and Peach and, and Trista. The hurt safety, was he picked out of the front row for that play? Yeah. What the heck was he, going on? It was weird with him. He only ran the ball one time yeah, for, for five, five yards. yards. You know what I mean? I mean, they had the brotherly shove stuff finally for the what first time this season, too. Yeah, something looked off. And then the Dallas Goddard stuff was was weird, where Dallas Goddard went over on the sideline, started yelling at yes. him, and Jalen was just... I, I read about that after the fact. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, we're working together, I saw, Ryan. I saw, like, people... Yeah, I saw people were, like, ripping on Jalen for that. I thought that's the way that you handle that, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what, what's he going to do? Bicker back and forth? Brothers hug. Yeah. Right. I think brothers he was just fight, like, get it hug. out. You yes. know, it is what it is. But I think Sirianni should be gone. I think he's really, really bad. I mean, like, even... Again, isn't it funny how this has changed, too, from, like, oh, maybe Sirianni is a good head coach, to now we see him with different coordinators and go, maybe it was the coordinators. Like, even... Okay, so he gets the job after being the OC in Indianapolis for three years. He didn't even call plays in Indianapolis. Not that you have to call plays, you know, to be a good head coach or a play caller, but then he comes over to Philadelphia. if you're on the offensive side of the ball, then you probably should be. In the offense, year one, the first half of the season sucked until he gave up play calling duties to Shane Steichen. And then last year... The offense was magnificent, Humming. and you know why? Because Shane Steichen's awesome. We know that because look at yep. Indianapolis this season in one year. Perfect I mean, you fit look, for that that roster, yeah. and that's why, man, it's time to probably buy into Anthony Richardson. He's probably going to have a Jalen Hurts type season next year if he could stay healthy. If he learns how to slide and get out of bounds, he's much bigger. Yeah. But I think that's the problem. The brains have left the building, and now you're stuck with Sirianni, who. He's kind of just like a clown. The Kansas City, I I actually like Sirianni. It's like, oh, he's cocky. You know, that, that represents Philadelphia. Until you lost in Kansas City, not in Kansas City, you lost to Kansas City in the Super Bowl. You lost the war. You win a small little battle the next season to go 10-1, and one, and you're walking through their tunnel. Like, like, a head coach doesn't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe Dom could go and do that. Or, or like your line <laughs> judge, but the head coach doesn't like. Could you imagine Bill Belichick? I was going like into the him or Tomlin, like talking no nonsense. Way. No, absolutely not. Like he's a little bit of a clown, man. And uh, I think they should move on and, and hire Mike Vrabel right now. That's what I would do. I mean, Mike he, Vrabel would help them a lot. Yeah, they, there's just it felt like there was an unraveling and they couldn't put anything back together again there. And it just spiraled to the point where at the end of the year, guys were just ready to go home. It, You know, the, their Super Bowl hangover kicked in late. It's the late hangover, right? It's not the, it it's not the morning yeah. hangover. It's the yeah. afternoon. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Didn't expect this to happen. And now here it is. So, yeah, I mean, I, that's just why I'm, I, I just don't know what to make of Tampa going into this. Because I don't know if we got it. Like, are we going to see what their offense looked like against Carolina? Or is it going to be what they did against Philadelphia? But the problem is then you go, well, Philly... 
is was one two three Cancun. So yeah. I think that makes it one of the toughest games to gauge there with Tampa and uh, the Lions. I feel like they're all tough. And can we be honest? Like I know we're trying to we're trying to sell the show. We're going to bet the games. It's football. We're all excited. But is this the worst divisional round weekend, divisional weekend in NFL history? Because like these are usually the games I'm waiting for. They're usually rematches, mm-hmm. but they're they're always priced like three, four and a half. Yeah, like we almost have. Yeah, we got almost two double digit spreads. We have the Lions at home, nearly touchdown favorites. We're all excited for KC Buffalo, but that's not KC Buffalo from three years ago. No. It's just weird. I mean, we're going to watch Todd Bowles, Baker Mayfield, Jared Goff, Dan Campbell, Joe Barry, Jordan Love, Brock Purdy. Like, if I told you four years ago watching Iowa State cost me like $1,400 in one season with Matt Campbell and Brees Hall and Brock Purdy, (laughs) he was going to be starting in a championship game. I'd call you crazy. Texans? Would have believed it just because of C.J. Stroud. I'm a Stroud boy. Uh, Ravens, of course. KC, you can never count them out. But it's just like these. There's not really a great team. San Francisco and Baltimore, like you guys said. I mean, if you're power rating, they have to be one and two because they're the only great teams, right? Good teams left. I mean, after Kansas the, City's not a great team. And, and listen, we we found ways to even cut holes in at least maybe the Ravens, right? And how the Ravens could mm-hmm. like do they revert back to the the one that plays with their food? So like even a level of confidence, none of the confidence is as high as it maybe would be with some of these teams. Well, Chiefs Bills specifically a couple years ago. You're right. Like it's it feels like a watered down rematch between those two, but. That doesn't mean that you can't have a great game. That doesn't mean that this comes down to a field goal, that this goes to overtime again because Patrick Mahomes finds a way to get Rasheed Rice involved consistently. They're smart. Isaiah Pacheco gets a lot of carries again. They utilize him in the backfield as a receiver more. And then the Bills get good Josh Allen that doesn't have a ton of turnovers, doesn't throw a bunch of interceptions. And you look in this game's a 34-33 Bills win when it's all said and done. I feel like it's going to be 17-14. I hope not. Yeah. I love the under in this Don't you game. put that yeah. evil on I think us, it's going to be low scoring. Yeah, I know. A lot of runs. Uh, two good defenses. I, I mean, that's how Kansas City's still around, man. It's not. I mean, it is Mahomes. Uh, but it's the defense. It's Spags. Mm-hmm. If anybody's getting head coaching looks, it should be Spags, not Dan Quinn. He's We've seen so that good. movie before, man. It's It works when Kyle Shanahan's the play caller. I don't think there's another Kyle Shanahan out there, though. No, th- not think, to pair with Dan Quinn. Yeah, I think Dan Quinn goes to Seattle, though. That makes perfect sense for them, I think. That's good for the NFC West. The rest <laughs> of the NFC West, yeah, no, this is a, one of those scenarios where you're wondering to yourself, like, how do the Bills win this game? And I, I think it's got to be with running the ball. Like you said, Ryan, James Cook has to get yeah. 17, 18 carries, probably, yeah. somewhere in the neighborhood. Probably another, I don't know, three, four targets out of the backfield. Josh Allen's got to run the ball. They've got to basically dominate the time of possession and figure out a way to convert on third down, which thankfully Josh Allen's really good at. But And then play a clean game of football because you know Patrick Mahomes and his brad ass is going to get every <laughs> single call even in Buffalo. Do you think anybody outside of Kansas City, and I'm sure there's like a bunch of Mahomes fans, like there's a bunch of LeBron fans, they don't have a team, so they just cheer for the best guy. Yeah, people who aren't actually football fans. Everybody mm-hmm. wants Buffalo here. Everybody loves yeah. Josh Allen. Everybody loves Bills fans. Who hates Bills fans other than other teams in their division? Take away, like, the Jets. No one. Although the Jets should just hate themselves. I hate them. I have that stupid lamp. Anybody that wants it, 40 bucks. We went from 500 Now we just want 40 Get it out of my way. Lost so much money on those You should put tickets. it on. put it in your background when you go remote. Hate that team, but like everybody <laughs> loves the Bills. They're a great story, yeah. You know, and everybody's had enough. I, I, it's not even Mahomes anymore, and Brittany and Jackson because they've he's gone. Oh yeah. man, they 
if you had a better chance of finding I almost said something that would have got me in big trouble. Uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, it's Kelsey, and it's Taylor Swift now, especially after the oh, swag yeah. surfing thing. Everybody hates her. Did we actually win something? Yeah, ring our bells, Ryan. What ring one get? for me, ring one for you. Why? Isaiah Hartenstein, 15 rebounds. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, he has only six points, so if you took the P&R, you got uh, two more either a points or two more rebounds to go. Shout out Joe Delaire. I actually stole that from your Twitter earlier. I oh, just like the Knicks, and that's going to be a loss, so you, you saved me there. Our buddy Joe Delaire is always good to tail. <laughs> There's one of the few that you blind tail him. Totally fine with it. More more than com- comfortable. Yeah. Patrick Mahomes, though, by the way, on the road this year with it being his first road playoff game ever, completed 70% of his passes. But it is the playoffs. Different animal. It's Bet MGM tonight. Now, back to Bet MGM tonight. Here are Nick Ashu, Trista Crick, and Ryan Horvath on the BetQL Network, presented by Bet MGM. We're in the sweat chamber, Ryan. The Knicks are just, they're just not doing it for us tonight. 92 87. Did you get them at. 11 and a half? Yeah. Yeah, I had it 11, so I have a slightly different spot here. I'm just worried about the hook. I mean, at this point, I'm worried about this getting close. 420 to go, and the Knicks only have a five-point lead over the Wizards. God, make it three. This is I, I just don't think this is... Why? Yeah. Why is this the one night, the stupid Wizards? You should have bet the Wizards. It's your fault. I'm glad that I it's bet the uh, Raptors, who somehow have a lead on the Bulls with nobody. I'm glad I bet South Florida. I wish I would have stayed away, I'm not going to lie, guys, from hockey... And the uh, and the Knicks tonight. Although we yeah. did just go up five, I'm not ready to write this one off yet. All right, not ready to write it off. You know who I'm ready to write off? Maybe Tell me. Ohio State, because I'm not a big Ryan Day guy. And you know who I'm definitely not a big guy. Uh, well, yeah, a big fan of. We'll say in Tell English. Me. Bill O'Brien, Ohio State. Pete Thamel has this. Ohio State, Ohio State, set to hire longtime NFL head coach Bill O'Brien as the school's new OC. (laughs) O'Brien served last season as the Patriots offensive coordinator. How did that work out? Not so great. Um, No, no. He's been the head coach of the Texans and in the Big Ten at Penn State. So he's going back to school like Rodney Dangerfield, baby, in the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Don't remember when that one came out. Great movie, though. You guys should check it out when you get home. I do like Bill O'Brien, the play caller, in college, though. It may end up being a great fit for him. But we'll see. Um, Ohio State, a really good backfield, a loaded backfield, but don't really love the quarterback again this season. No, don't I don't really either. think that they upgraded. I, I love it for Oregon. By the way, Oregon basketball, <laughs> number one in the Pac-12 right now. That is absolutely stunning to me. Five you got to give Dana his flowers now. 5-0 and in Pac-12 play. I, I mean, know. it's just Oregon all across the board now. Just success across the board. We run this city. <laughs> Come on. Uh, speaking of the NBA, you found something. Is, is it a Brian Windhorse report? Yes. That is fascinating to me. Going back to the year that the Warriors had the number two overall pick and the Timberwolves had the number one overall pick where Golden State took James Wiseman and Anthony Edwards went number one to the Timberwolves. Yeah, so Anthony Edwards actually worked out for Golden State. I don't know if you remember Anthony Edwards talking about this. He said that Steve Kerr basically told him he wasn't in conditioning. He wasn't fast enough. He didn't know how to get to his spots without feeling like he was ready to hyperventilate. So they didn't like Anthony Edwards, I guess, like physical form at that point outside of like just his musculature. So they didn't, they were kind of out on Edwards. And Minnesota, according to Brian Windhorst on the recent, most recent episode of the Hoop Collective, said actually Minnesota was trying to trade 
uh, until they were up on the in, until they were on the clock. They wanted to move back and get the Warriors to take their pick, and the Warriors were just absolutely locked in on James Wiseman. So that I think is probably when the death of the Warriors happened. The James Wiseman selection. And now with this additional information where they could have had Aunt Edwards, you could have had Aunt Edwards and, and Steph Curry. Oh, my. Could you imagine Anthony Edwards on the Warriors? That's insane. As a one and Steph coming off the ball as a two, Clay Thompson until he... In China? In China. Yeah, <laughs> off the bench, really. I mean, that's The question, though, that I have on top of the fact that it was just an absolutely boneheaded move, do you think Aunt Edwards turns into Aunt Edwards? Yeah. Anywhere he goes. Anywhere. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, you saw that, what was it, last year or the year before when he was like, yeah, I'm trying to get my McDonald's order in? Yeah. There's just certain dudes, like, Charles Barkley was the same way. My favorite Chuck picture is the one where he's eating the Pizza Hut pizza. Or maybe it's, I, you, you've seen yeah. that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was kind of thin back then. But, uh, I mean, for Chuck, yeah, yeah. there's just certain dudes, though, it, like Luca. You know, everybody was all worried about his conditioning. He's still going to bust your ass and put 40 on you. At yeah. this point, it's when they get older. When players like that get yeah. older, they don't, if you don't change your diet... That's when you start to well, have you the learn, regression. You know, as you get yeah, older, like yeah. you don't want like God bless Wendy's and McDonald's. I love all these things, but you can't eat that every day when you're no. our age. No, but, feels like that Steve Kerr might have just sat Aunt Edwards on the bench though, like he did with James Wiseman. So I'm wondering how much minutes under Steve Kerr he would have gotten. Yeah, you know, if you do remember too, though, there was a lot of there were a lot of questions about Anthony Edwards. The conditioning you brought up was one thing. There was also just motivation. What, motivation. What type of player he would turn into? Is he really worth being a number one overall pick? You know, he played at Georgia. You know, did he really see enough in terms of competition? There were all types did of narratives thrown out there. He wanted to play football more than he wanted to play basketball. There yeah. was a lot of those types of things. So I, I do understand because I remember that draft felt very like it could have gone a bunch of different ways. There was no real like clear cut one. Clearly now the Timberwolves were saved for themselves. Mm -hmm. Minnesota to having Anthony Edwards like that's they've now got a dog they've got an alpha they've got a number one when for years you thought is Carl Anthony Towns ever nope nope not gonna happen he's not gonna be that now he's in a better role he steps out of the spotlight and that's why Minnesota's got the best record in the Western Conference now yeah and I know that it's probably not realistic to think that the Warriors would have taken Tyrese Halliburton at one or two depending on if they could have moved up with Minnesota but Tyrese Halliburton and Steph would have been awesome oh, too oh my goodness Oh, man. I mean, imagine that. I love Tyrese Halliburton. Probably my favorite point guard in the league. Definitely I, my favorite point if guard I'm gonna build, If I'm going to build a team, and actually, who did we talk about this ever? Somebody put, I think it was just one of those, like, it was on Twitter type deals. Build a franchise. Build a franchise. Anthony Edwards or Tyrese Halliburton. So tough. Mm. It's tough. It's really tough to pick those two. What I would probably do, here's, again, I love Anthony Edwards as a player. Tyrese Halliburton is so unique in the way that he can just facilitate like nobody else in the league. I love the classic traditional point guard. The guy that's a playmaker, yeah. that's a quarterback, that gets everybody involved, but still a scoring threat because you want, like, Rajon Rondo was a great passer. But, like, you knew he couldn't shoot. He wasn't really a scoring threat, so he was kind of one-dimensional. Tyrese Hall Halliburton brings both to the table as, like, a true facilitator, not just, like, empty calorie assists. You can find other players that play similar to Anthony Edwards, not to take away how great of a player Anthony Edwards is, but you can kind of find some similar skill sets out there in other players. Tyrese Halliburton's just more unique to me. Feels like if you're somebody else in the league, you'd rather play with Tyrese than play with Ant Edwards because you know yep. Ant Edwards is mm -hmm. going to dominate the ball. That's the reason I think that Pascal Siakam wanted to go to Indiana, as he knows not only is he going to get the ball in his spots, 
He's got the number one field goal percentage in transition in the NBA, and Tyrese Halliburton leads the league in transition assists. So those two together are going to be a great one-two punch. And with all the shooters that they have on that team, even with Miles Turner who can stretch the floor as well, Pascal Siakam's going to have more driving lanes than he's ever seen in his entire life. So if you play with Ant Edwards, he sort of dominates getting into the getting to the rim. Mm-hmm. He's that guy that's a score first dude. Yeah, not to sound cliche, but like Halliburton makes everybody better. Yeah. You don't see box scores like stat lines like that. Twenty two assists, no, no turnovers. That's the thing. He doesn't turn the ball. That's over. the big thing too. No. Yes. Yeah, I love that move for Indiana. At first, I was like, man, Toronto won this trade because they're getting three first round picks to this year. They're looking to rebuild anyway. And they're still, like, competing, other than, of course, when I bet them tonight against the Bulls. All of a sudden, they fall apart and they're down seven. But I didn't really like it at first. They lost 116-110, by the way. Damn it. At first, I didn't love it for Indiana just because I didn't think that um, Siakam would want a a contract extension, wouldn't want to stick around there. But, I mean, if he's excited about it and he'll stick around, as long as it's not a rental. Because three first-round picks for a rental when you're probably going to get bounced at, at best, Eastern Conference Finals. I don't apparently think they'd be that uh, he told his agents told Indiana that he wants to be an Indian. Yeah, and that's, he wants to be there. That's why I was like, okay, because it makes sense. Because they're not going to be able like they wanted a six seven wing defender, like three and D type guy. Yep. You know, Siakam. I know he's like six eight and he can play multiple positions, but they're not going to get a Paul George. Kawhi no. just got locked up. They're not going to get like that guy. And there's not many of them out there that could defend defend multiple positions. And he's averaging twenty points per game too. He could facilitate a little bit. So I love that move for Indiana. They're going to be scary. And what are they, 4-1 against the Bucks? Yeah. They have the Bucks number. I don't like the way – I don't think I like the way they match up against uh, Boston, but sign me up for that seven-game series, man. I'll bet every single over. I'd love to see it, too. Yeah. I'd love to see the Bucks get eliminated early by the Indiana Pacers. I think that's happening. I'm kind of tired of the Bucks. Yeah. Like, I really am. That's what I'm talking about. I think I am. I'm ready to see some new blood in the East. And, you know, I I, I, I would like to see Boston back to the finals again. Uh, it just be, just because if it's, if it's like, Boston and the Nuggets, I think that's a really fun. good series. It's a Super fun good. series. But we got some young bloods, you know, new teams popping up. In the West, we've obviously got Minnesota and Oklahoma City, who's up 15 on the Jazz right now. Ugh, but yeah. now we're looking at the Pacers taking that next step. The Knicks are at least, you know, a team that could be a – Top six, at least. Maybe they jump to the top four in the Eastern Conference. I think they still need more, but OG Ananobi's been great for them, and that trade has certainly worked out well. And, you know, you're seeing some new teams kind of climb up a little bit, like the Pistons. No, just kidding, not the Pistons. As crazy as it sounds, I kind of want to see Philly in the finals. So do I. I, I was just Embiid. about to say that. I want to see Embiid win a ring. Yeah, I want to see Embiid him. versus Jokic. Give me that. Oh, man, that was so awesome the other night. That yeah. would be how, a great series. I love the NBA. How dramatic! Like how how the odds shift so quickly. Mm-hmm. Embiid went from eight to one to better than a little bit better than two to one. One game, one head to head matchup. Yep, that's but crazy. that's an important. I mean, people are going to use that as a gauge. Too. That's crazy. All you right. know, voters are going to look at that. Oh, here we go. Sweat right. chamber. Sweat chamber. We are oh, we are God. not dead. Seven point game. Dante Divincenzo, the Michael Jordan to Delaware goes to the yes. cup. We get the tip Julius in. Julius Randle. Let's go. Nick's up nine. It's time. You've got 11 to and go. a half. I've got to 11 enter the sweat Oh, God. I hate this. It's not fun. Knicks need to lock down defensively here. No more scoring for the Wizards. And if we can get three more points so you cover and I cover because you got the 11 and a half, then all is well. What the hell were the Bulls? Why the hell were the Bulls, I should say, only two and a half point dogs to the Raptors in this game? They tripped me. They tricked me, guys. They, they tripped me. I should have just bet the Bulls. Only the Bulls. It was also the second night of a back-to-back. There were some weird lines tonight. Like, mm-hmm. for example, really quick in college hoops. Illinois, 12-4 and four this season. Number 14 in the country. 
They were only three and a half point favorites to Michigan, who's seven and ten this year mm. on the road. Mm-hmm. They're up eight. I bet Michigan didn't tell anybody about it. <laughs> I hear you. There's some like, bets that you can't, yeah, that you can't really give out because yeah. you don't feel great. Yeah, but you're willing to put your I, own money on it. I wasn't going to tell anybody else to take their hard-earned money and bet it on Jawan Howard. But uh, did I, I give I did. out? I don't know if I gave out the over PRA for Josh Giddy twenty and a half. He's on a tear right now. Is he? I mean, early on. Again, we're still only in the second quarter, but he's already got seven, four, and five. Wow. So that's what. Nine, sixteen, yeah. So Shay's balling too. Yeah, Jalen Williams might end up being the leading scorer of this OKC Thunder team. He's he's been really good the last two games when Shay has had a little bit of a drop off. He already has eleven points so far, and there's five minutes left in the second quarter. It really is incredible what uh, Sam Presti and that front office has done in Oklahoma City. Because you know you can't get free agents. No. To have this team with all this young talent be where they are. Damn and to get though, Shea Gilgis Alexander, who's like, I mean, this is—he's a legit MVP. He—he he needs to be more on the. If, if the if the Thunder stay where they are, a top two seed in the Western Conference, how can Shea Gilgis Alexander not be in the conversation as one of the front runners for MVP? Such a good. I mean, it, I mean, and they're—they're they're the real deal, man. I would love to see it. God, it's a seven-point game. Yeah, I hate it. I don't want to see that. And this is not fun. This is not fun. All right, we're going to have to hope for a lot of free throws and then missed shots by the Wizards. Yes. We need a dagger right here. Jalen Brunson's got 35, so if he could just keep the ball in his hands, get fouled, go to the rim, do something. There oh, he is. Gets the call. No, something. We'll oh, take that's any on the of it. floor, though. I hate this. Final hour coming up. It's BetMGM tonight. Tristan, Nick, and Ryan are taking a break to catch up on their bets. Don't go anywhere. There's plenty more on BetMGM tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQL.